This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job, so I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here! Light him up, light him up, light him up. August 3rd, 2013. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This week, the former president of Drew Estate, Steve Stocker, joins us. For the scoop. Now, do you end up, is it is it always and forever going to be Mr. President? Mr. President. It is Mr. President, even after he's not the president. All anymore. right. I'm just We're going to dig into the past and talk to him about the future. What happened? Where is he going? Other uncomfortable questions. They're coming up, so stick around for that. We have lots more cigars to burn through from uh, the trade show. We have some new cigars here we're going to light up. Uh, we are going to hit the road. We'll tell you about that. Uh, Cigar Authority is on the road after this week. Old Fat Freddy is here, and we have some, some weird news from the asylum as we celebrate this day in classic American history. Welcome, everybody, back to the Cigar Authority. That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and, yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week from sunny Nashua, New Hampshire. And it's the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You can catch us on any one of the seven syndicated radio stations on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live and check out what we going up, what we got going on, which is a whole lot more going on this week than any other week. It's good. Yeah, we got something going on. We got something going on. We got uh, some scoop. We got some scoop, maybe. <laughs> we got the hard questions to ask. I hope he doesn't answer any questions with no comment. That's what I'm going we'll for. We'll see. We'll see. You can catch the podcast right on our website, thecigarauthority.com, or you can simply find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it once and for all. It's the finished solution. Uh, let's not forget about our good friends at the Cigar Station. That's thecigarstation.com, replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. We're all over the place. Uh, uh, we are going to smoke a new cigar. Uh, just hitting the shelves right now. Just got off the phone with Christian Aroa. Uh, Literally just put the phone down. You were talking to Christian Aroa. One minute ago. Because there's no information on his own website that tells about his own cigar, which is Aroa. E-I-R-O-A, his last name. Do I say it right? Yeah, it's, it's some sort of Honduran name, uh, surname anyway. But Christian uh, put his name on a cigar, so he, he should be very proud of it. This has to be outstanding if he did put his name on it. Christian Aroa, for those that don't know him, is the guy that used to... Uh, own and operate Camacho. He's the one that brought that back from obscurity into the big brand that it is today. Cashed out, sold out to Davidoff, made a ton of money, and um, now he relaunches a new cigar company, puts uh, some other brands out there, has um, partnerships with other people, and finally comes out with a brand with his own name the first time ever. And this is a very limited cigar. What he's telling me is 200 stores will only be the ones that carry it. They make a small production of it, 4,000 cigars a day. That's all they're going to make. So it's not going to be something that's very readily available. Or, as he tells me, should it be? Because this is a cigar you should never smoke more than two a day of. Really? Because if you do, you're going to have bathroom issues. 
drink Coca-Cola, he said, with it. Two a know, day. Maximum. I, Christian, I know you're listening. I accept <laughs> your challenge. <laughs> I have a very, very strong constitution back there. I can, I can hold my cigar. I've heard a lot from different manufacturers telling me about their cigars. Never have they told me <laughs> not to smoke too many of them. <laughs> and for that reason... <laughs> But he just did. So it's fresh on my mind. He, he just, just did. No more than two a day. So the uh, morning. Do so do. Monday, Listen. I'm smoking three. Yeah. It's on now. <laughs> Maybe wow. that's the whole thing. Maybe he is that smart to try to make us want to smoke three just to see. If you get everybody to smoke three. Right. Well, there's something there. Yeah. That's quite a marketing Oh, there's something pitch. there. There's something there. Uh, okay, so it's time to uh, cut our cigar, and uh, what do I have? We have a new sponsor here. It's time to cut our cigar, and the official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars, the brand that while other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chick tax and actually lowered their prices. You remember when it happened. Perdomo <laughs> Cigars, do. quality, tradition, and excellence. They cut their prices, so they it's are sponsoring the cigar cutting. It's Awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't be happier. So they actually sent me a Perdomo cutter. They actually don't even sell these, but um, Lotus makes it for them, and they, they would use this as an item uh, for giveaway at promotions and stuff, and they used to. They don't even have it anymore, but there is uh, the cutter, and uh, I'm going to light my cigar, my Aroa cigar, with the uh, Lotus Triple, it's called, and this thing looks like, look at, look at this thing. Little sci-fi like looking uh, thing. Looks like a razor. An electric uh, razor. It has bullet cutters built in the bottom, but we went with a straight cut for, for now. And as I push down on this, a triple jet, but all go into the yeah, same. Yeah, the jets are angled. Angled into the same direction. Mr. Thank Jonathan, you are you sure he didn't take that from the, the uh, DeLorean? It does look a little futuristic, doesn't mm. it? So you got any, I, I accidentally started lighting, but you got any uh, pre, pre-taste there? Tastes like X-Lax. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know uh, who the guy is that owned X-Lax? Uh, 1960. Steve, you probably don't even know the story. Um, Edgar Cullman uh, owned X-Lax. And uh, in 1960, uh, I, I asked him, uh, when did you make your first million? And he said, uh, I had a little pharmaceutical company with one item. And somebody actually uh, took uh, Edgar Cullman to lunch and wanted to talk to him about his company, and said, um, yeah, this pharmaceutical company that has X-Lax, um, will you sell it to us? And he said, yeah, for a million dollars. And they said, done. And that was his million dollars. Edgar Cullman was uh, the owner of General Cigar, Macanudo, Partagas, and brands like that, and that was actually how he made his first mill. How'd you make your first million? <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Oh, really? <clears throat> this is uh, so we, Figgy. Oh, you haven't lit yet. It's, that was it's all figgy. pre-light. That was all pre-light. Yeah, okay. you were talking. I didn't want to uh, interrupt. Has a uh, a very sweet fig like like a fig Newton, the filling mm-hmm. of a fig Newton on the pre-light. The big fig Newton. One more time. The big fig Newton. Nothing. Yeah, I don't. I don't you know. Remember where you're that going commercial? That. that was a commercial. Was it? Yeah. You learn something a, new every that day. That was a fig Newton commercial. Well. Big, big weekend here in New Hampshire, where we are, and that's because they've done it once again, Massachusetts. They're going to make me rich, and I don't want them to do this. I've been fighting with them for years. 
Uh, they started in 1995. We had three locations in, in Massachusetts, and uh, they said, we're going to start taxing cigars. And I said, don't do it. I fought with them. Don't do it. If you do it, I'll pack my bags. I'll move out of state if you do it. And they said, good. They really did. They said, good. And uh, they added a 15% tax on cigars. And um, we, it was a floor tax was built into it, so I would have to pay tax on the huge amount of inventory I had at the time. That took me 10 years to build, and I would have to pay 15% on it. I couldn't afford it. I took that money I would have spent on it and opened a new store in New Hampshire. And so, so the saga begins, and about, I don't know, six or so years later, uh, they didn't get the money they expected on their 15% tax. Uh, so instead of saying, okay, this was a big mistake like uh, yeah. the guy told us it was, um, they said, oh, how can we fix this? Let's double it. So they went from 15% to 30%. Uh, we had to actually build a bigger store. We had to move across the street into a bigger location. Then we opened store number two, store number three. And what did they do this week? They're not making the money they expected to make. So they went from 30% to 40%. Did they raise it 10%? No. No, they did not. They raised it, what, 30%? Yeah. 30% increase. Yeah. And you know what that's going to do to the poor... 33%, really. What are they going to do to the poor retailers down in Massachusetts hanging on that have employees and they're hanging on by a thread? Put their kids through college. They're going to put their kids through college? That's what they're... Well, they, they are putting their kids through college, but not for long. No, it's over. It's over. Game over. That's it. So they're going to continue this. So we're going to be busier than ever. Hmm. Listen, I'll, I'll take it. I don't want to. I'll be honest with you. I don't want to. It's driving people to the Internet. It's driving people out of the state. It's putting people out of business. And all for the sake of making more taxes. They will not make more money. I proved it to them at 15%, proved it at 30%. Now it's at 40%. Are they going to make more money? No, they're not going to make more money. They're going to make less money. They're going to put people out of business. This is a bad thing. They raised the cigarette tax a dollar per pack. Cigarettes in Massachusetts are now $10 a pack. Holy the ro smokes. The roads are going to be packed this weekend. Wow. Right now they're coming up. And you know, we don't even sell cigarettes, but people are coming in calling already. This is it. They're fleeing out of the state. But, but just to make it even worse, as I'm here on my soapbox, they know that this is going to happen. So you know what they do? They raise the gas tax. So if you're going to flee out of the state, we're going to at least make some tax money on you on the gas that you, do, it, that you go on. But you know what wow. they're going to do? They're going to drive up here low on gas. They're going to fill up in the New Hampshire pumps, and then they're going to drive home. You think you're going to beat people? You're not going to beat them. So enough. Enough. And, and I'm on the receiving end of this, but I'm telling you enough. You're putting people out of business. There's no need of this. Overtaxation, and not only is there 40% tax on the product, then it's compounded into 6.125 sales tax on top of that. So you're looking at probably 50% tax. Good point. So they can tax the tax. No, they cannot. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. Double taxation without representation. We threw tea in the water for that, but they're doing it. Hang on a second. Because who is going to say? Don't anything? they have a representative? Representative. So. Legally, they could get away with double taxation because there's a representative that we've elected Listen, to do this. It comes into the United States and it's federally S-chip taxed. Then it goes to the state where it's 40% tax. Then at the sale, it's it's taxed again, compounded, triply compounded, the tax on top of the tax oh. on top of the tax. And you're talking about getting 0.02% of the people, one out of a thousand people. 
use this product. One out of a thousand people. So, hey, the hell with them, right? Right after you get us, then they're coming after you. This is the saying, right? They're after coming the, after the Coca-Cola that I'm going to need to drink after my third Aroa. That's it. So uh, it's disgusting. Uh, it's a shame. And uh, we're going into Massachusetts uh, next week. We're bringing the show into Massachusetts anyway. We're probably um, going to get arrested. <laughs> we're probably going to get arrested. We're going to be smoking cigars outside in Massachusetts, in Boston of all places. So anyway, I'm going to have to call my gig and tell them it's canceled because I'm going to be arrested. Uh, I'm sorry for the brick-and-mortar retailers out there. The mom and pops just trying to survive. What a shame. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah, they're not bad people. No, they're, they're just good trying people to, just trying to make just a living. They're trying to make a living and, and, and enjoy the fruits of their labor and, and do it in something that they love. So, so let's tax them. Tax them to death. And I mean to death. Till they're out of business. Okay, the, the 15 didn't put them out of business. They hung on. 30 killed most of them. Okay, here what we go. What happens 40. when the state of Massachusetts yeah. finds out that bagels are worse for you than donuts, and they start taxing bagels? <laughs> so everyone that eats a bagel sandwich in the morning has to pay an extra dollar per bagel, per half. This has nothing to do with is this good for you or not. This is one no, they guise it under that. They guise it under that. Well, this is why you need... It's called a sin tax. Yeah, it's not a sin. This is why you need business people running government, because logic would tell you, all right, we keep increasing the taxes, we keep losing, maybe we should go against unconventional thinking, right? Definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, and reduce our taxes and see what happens. Yeah, I wonder if they brought it down to 10% if they'd keep all their customers. Business would boom. Revenues would increase. Right. All right. Anyway, enough of these downer things. Uh, All right, I don't want to bring the whole show. It's time for it's this time day. For the Mr. Jonathan show. Is it? So Mr. Jonathan. Two weeks in a row that Chuck has not beat me. Really? So this day in American classic history, this day in American classic history, August 3rd, uh, is brought to you by Alec Bradley, American classic cigars. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! You've heard of epic rap battles, and now it's time for the epic battle for this day in American classic history is looking at you kid featuring Mr. Jonathan it's in the hole it's in the hole versus Chuck game over man game over making mountains move Morrison go ahead make my day brought to you by Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specially aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Okay, Mr. Jonathan versus Chuck Morrison. Without going over, who goes first? Mr. I go first this week. That Thank means you. he won last week. Uh, he didn't win last week. I, I didn't lose oh, last week. Oh, he tied last week. Okay, so I didn't lose. Anthony Dominic Benedetto. Yes. Today's his birthday. Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> for, for no points at all. Also known as Tony Bennett. American singer ah. and artist, because of you, Rags to Riches and his signature song, I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Say born no more. Day. He was born in 1922. 1922 without going over, he says. 1930. 1930 is over. 1922 will take it. 1926. Bam. 26. 26. 
1926. Happy birthday to uh, Tony Bennett. Uh, Ramon Antonio Guerrero Estevez. Do you know who he is? Nope. <laughs> I got nothing. Martin Sheen. Okay, of course. <laughs> American actor, Badlands, Apocalypse Now, Wall Street, The Departed, Amazing Spider-Man. He was uh, the president in West Wing. Uh, today is his birthday. His son is uh, is Carlos, a.k.a. Charlie Sheen. You know him. You love him. Martin Sheen's birthday. 1940. 1940. <laughs> double point. Bam. 1940. What Mr. Jonathan. What? Chuck gets a double chucker right oh, there. Oh, double. Ch that's what it's called, a double chucker. All right, Mr. Jonathan. All right. Deidre Muriel Roper. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. DJ Spinderella. Oh, Spinderella, yes, miss, I will persist. Salt and Pepper. Yes, she's the DJ for Salt and Pepper. Yeah. It's her birthday today. What right. year was she born? She is 10 years older than me, so I'm going with 68. 68 without going over. 62. 62. Mr. Jonathan will take it. It's 1970. Wow. Mr. Jonathan, it's a tie right now, two to two. Oh, yeah, Chuckles. All right, all Chuckles. Right, you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Martha Stewart, American businesswoman, publisher, author, ex-con, and founder of Martha Stewart Living. Born also, today, what the year? the very first Chuck, of a, uh, the very first crush of Chuck. 48. 1948, she was says born in 48. I'm going to say she was born in 49. No, you're both over 1941. Son of a gun. She looks good, huh? She does look good. Um, what are you saying? Okay, this goes to Mr. Jonathan. Um, happened this day, American League Baseball Commissioner uh, Kenshaw Mountain Landis confirms the band of eight Chicago Black Sox after they were acquitted in the Chicago court, the Black Sox scandal of baseball. Black Sox scandal of 1964. 1964, he says. You're way over. I'm going to play very conservative. 1900. 1921. Chuck knows how to play that wow. game. Wow. So uh, Chuck's ahead by one, and Chuck goes next. You ready? Ready. Uh, Harvard University wins the fir first boat race between Yale University and Harvard. The race is also the first American intercollegiate athletic event ever. Ever. That would be uh, that would be uh, 1811. 1811. Wow. It's not 1811. It's 1840. Wow, that was smart play right there, Mr. Jonathan. 1852. <laughs> Bam! All right, so what do we got? We We're get tied up. Do we have a tie? We, we have, have a tie. tie. Last question. Who's it go to? Uh, it goes to me first. Christopher Columbus sets sail in Pablos de Frontilla, Spain, today. 1492. We have a winner. Columbus we sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> 1492. Mr. Jonathan. Of Chuck Morrison. Mr. Jonathan wins this day, August 3rd, 2013. An American Classic History brought to you by Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars. Celebrate today with an Alec Bradley American Classic Cigar. Yes. Not bad, not bad, Mr. Jonathan. Not bad at As all. As you were, gentlemen. As okay, you were. I want to take one minute right here to uh, remember a uh, fallen friend uh, that passed away this week. Um, and I know he listened to the show often. Uh, Mike Caracciolo, the big man, a resident of New Milford, uh, formerly Fort Lee, in of Brooklyn, New York. Uh, died last week. Um, he was the kid from Brooklyn. You ever hear of the kid from yes, Brooklyn? Yes, I have. Passed away last week. He what a had shame. a ticket agency, and uh, I heard from uh, some friends calling me up. So uh, my uh, 
rest in peace, the big man. Uh, he was a good man, and uh, he, he called me often, and we talked, and uh, I'll miss him. He was a funny, funny guy. Uh, if you check out the Internet, the kid from Brooklyn, uh, you'll see all the uh, funny things he did over the years. So uh, he will be missed. So uh, with that, let's go to break. Uh, when we come back, uh, he was uh, the president of Drew Estate, maker of acid, including his own creation, Liga Pavada. Uh, just two days before the annual trade show, he shocked the cigar world by announcing his retirement. Is it really a retirement or not? Is he leaving? Is he coming back? What is he going to do? We're going to find out that and a lot of uncomfortable answers when we return. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Andy Green from Ashton Distributors, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. The future Red Sox are here. The Fisher Cats host the Sea Dogs tonight and tomorrow at Northeast Delta Dental Stadium. Tonight, free batting helmets for the kids, courtesy of Express Med Urgent Care. Tomorrow night, Atlas Fireworks, presented by Irving Oil. Get free food at the purchase of four tickets starting at just $45. Purchase and print your tickets online at nhfishercats.com. Fisher Cats Baseball, presented by Auto Fair. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Alright, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Floor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Floor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark Molded Steel Box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy, and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. This is Joe Cusano from CNC Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. If you want to come down, Steve Sacker is here with us, and uh, he'll be here for a while. So you want to come down and give him a congratulations, pat on the back, or a punch in the belly, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> uh, come on down and say hi. A lot of belly to punch. <laughs> So uh, he was not only the president, I believe he, he was, was also a client. He, no, he was also an owner. He was actually an owner of um, of Drew Estates, the maker of Acid, and he's the creator of Liga Pavada, which is the hottest cigar brand in the world right now. The day they announced he's the hottest, he's come out with the hottest cigar brand in the world. He actually is an, announces his retirement. He's like Seinfeld. And out on top. And this is. Two days before the trade show was ready to open, the biggest trade show of the year, and um, it was total shock. Everybody was talking about it, and I said, geez, I wonder if he's okay, if there's something wrong, or what's going on. Sick 20 minutes head. later, my cell phone rings. It's him, and uh, I got a little bit of a scoop, you know, of hearing about what happened. So, welcome, Steve. 
Thanks, thanks for, for coming me. on. Thank, thank you for thank coming you. in. Thank you, and I'd like to apologize in advance for my co-host's uh, oh, wow. questions that he's going to ask. I have okay. nothing to do with them. <laughs> so if you're going to hold anyone accountable, it's all him. All right. It's not true. We collaborated on this computer <laughs> together, so he's thinking. <laughs> and, and feel free to uh, yeah. invoke the Fifth Amendment at any time. It's a pretty nice cigar, this Aroa. Aroa, yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice initial taste. It's got a little bit of body to it, a little bit of punch. And I, wa- I wanted to see where you went, and, I, and we've had uh, cigar reps retire in the past, and uh, they were always about their brand, and then they would come in after and they would buy cigars from me again, which I'm hoping you're going to turn back into a customer here. Expect a discount. Yes, okay. <laughs> and um, I wonder what they end up smoking after the case. But uh, I always remember you as a customer, in that not only would you come in and buy cigars from me, you would always offer me a cigar yourself of something I didn't have yet, or, or, or uh, you know, you brought cigars, and you were always that person that, that gave out cigars, and you didn't let me down today. You, not, you didn't come in with a cigar. You came in with a box of cigars, not your own brands, and this gets people thinking. Hmm. It gets me thinking anyway, and say, why this brand? What would have to do with this? Well, you know, in the... Always from the beginning, you know, I, I never got into the cigar business because of the business part of it. Yeah. I've always been a cigar geek. I've always been a lover of cigars. It's just, it's what I do. It's part of my life. It's who I am. And, you know, it's very, and to think that you would only like something that you made is not only a credible amount of hubris, it's just an outright lie. Right. And uh, so for me, you know, I've always appreciated other people's work because you always have your certain style. And what you particularly like, so you end up making things that are very similar in nature. And you'll see that in most of the blends that I have worked on over sure. the years. There's a very definite strain of taste in what I end up creating. As a chef would and be. Right, yeah. exactly. And, you know, and there's a lot of other wonderful things out there, things that I could never personally come up with. And for me, this cigar that I brought in today, it's uh, the J.D. Howard. It's the new cigar out of... Uh, a Huber and Company there at uh, Crown Heads. Jesse James, right? Well, yeah, it's yeah. Jesse James. Uh, I guess it was the uh, pseudonym that he lived under when he lived in Nashville. Okay. And um, what impressed me about this cigar was its use of a particular tobacco. It has a Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, mm-hmm. which I absolutely hate. I hate wow. that wrapper. I, really? I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. Every time, in fact, we bought an entire container load of this wrapper, and we probably spent two years... Oh, wait, wait, I'm not allowed to use that word. They gave me a big lecture on what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. I'm allowed to say Dick Tracy, right? Yes. We, okay, we Dick Tracy'd with this tobacco for two years. <laughs> Thank you. Thank to, you. Trying to, trying, to figure, go there. trying to figure out. <laughs> you told him what not to say, how, and he's going to incorporate this in the whole thing. <laughs> right. I'm supposed yeah. to, like, I, I was thinking ahead. Right. Yeah. Like, I know I can say the word jackass. And I know I can say the word whole, but I can't say the part with the beginning yes. and the part with the end <laughs> unless I say hyphen in the middle, right? No hyphen. Don't, no hyphen, don't even do that. No. Right. Yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> All right. Anyways, getting back to the important thing. So there's this wrapper, Arapiaca, and it's one of the original Criollo wrappers from, uh, from the Matafina region. You know, they make Mata, well, they grow Matafina, Matasul, Mata Norte, and Arapiaca. And Arapiaca is actually not primarily a cigar tobacco. It is a black tobacco. That part is true. Okay, so it is in that genre, but it is typically not grown for cigars. It's a rather ugly leaf. It's very long in nature. It's kind of coarse, and it's incredibly hydroscopic. It holds a tremendous amount of moisture, which can make it a little bit difficult to work with. And it also has kind of this, like, bitter, ashy, dirty, rough kind of taste to it. Now, the reason why some cigar makers choose to use it is, unlike most cigar tobaccos, you don't have to buy an entire crop. 
this is one of those crops that's primarily used for really heavy cigarettes, okay? But what you can do as a cigar manufacturer is you can go into the fields and you can actually pick individual leaves, prime leaves, really? off the plants that, you know, that leaf on that plant looks really oh good. Those God. two over there look really good. Mm. Those three on that one look really good. So it gives you a way to be very selective. And it does give you a true Maduro wrapper to work with, you know, true Maduro Sandras. You bought a container load that you went and handpicked oh, yourself? I, no, I didn't go. That okay. was Nicholas's job. All right. So, yeah, we, we have people for that. All right. Anyways. You are the lots president. Lots of yeah, people. Yeah, lots of people. We had 1,600 people. But anyways, we bought a container load of Arapiaca. And uh, we spent two years Tracy Dicking with it. And uh, we just could not make it taste good. No matter what we did with it, any combination we came up with, we always liked the blend better when we took the wrapper off. Hmm. Every single time. Wow. And um, eventually we ended up selling it to somebody, a very well-known manufacturer that happens to make a really good cigar with it that we could never recreate. And getting back to this J.D. Howard, this has that Arapiaca wrapper on it. And I really liked it from the moment I started hmm. smoking it. And I just, I can't help but marvel at the fact that, yeah, he did some, something some, you, you right, couldn't he, do. He did something that I couldn't do. Yeah. You know, Isn't between, that him and, between him and Ernesto Perez Carrillo, they came up with something that, wow. uh, and Mike Condor, he's involved in that too. Yeah. And it, so for me, I'm, I'm very impressed by the, the uh, what I would consider a success, you know, of somebody else. And uh, for Very me, good. Very, very, uh, well, he's been around a long time. Uh, Good you, guy, you, too. You, you've been friends with him for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know he looks up to you, too, but some people can do something somebody else can't, and uh, maybe you learn something from, from what he just did. Find out, how did you do this? I tried doing this. Yeah, I wonder if he'll tell me. Yeah, he'll tell you. Yeah. You're, you're retired. Yeah, you're right. What yeah. Does that <laughs> you know, you're no threat. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Well, let, let's, get, let's get down to uh, top 20 questions for you, okay? <laughs> And feel free to uh, answer them truthfully, lie, or um, just pass, mm -hmm. or whatever you want to do. Why did you quit, or were you fired? Ah, I wasn't fired. And I didn't really, I didn't really quit, quit. I just, uh, I'll be honest with you. I spent eight years with Drew Estate. It was a really great eight years. I mean, we did a lot of wonderful things while I was there. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I'm from New Hampshire. New Hampshire's home. Yeah, it always has been home, and uh, splitting my time between you know Central America, I spent a lot of time in the factory in Nicaragua, spent a lot of time going to other places looking at leaf, you know, had my responsibilities in Miami, and I was spending maybe four or five nights a month with my wife, yeah. and um, I was tired, I was worn out, I was just exhausted, and you know, and, you know those guys at Drew Estate, they're incredibly dynamic, and uh, you know, right now, I, I look, I, I think we're probably the they are, I should say it that way, the third largest yes. premium cigar manufacturer behind General and Altidus. Wow. And, I mean, that all started from a little cart and a kiosk at the bottom of the World Trade yeah. Center. And that's just been done over the, you know, the, over the last decade. And they have no desire to slow down, nor should they. Uh, but, you know, I'm old, and I need to slow down a little bit. I need a little bit of time. All so right. uh, so it was just was time. Just time, yeah. That's it was it. a good... It was a good time to... I'll tell you, you look better already. I swear to God, I'm not just saying you it. You want a you, date or something? No, nope, not at all. <laughs> but but you uh, you look better. You were worn out, man. How many miles and how yeah, many places you I went? Mean, I was going executive platinum every year by March. I mean, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't many... even know what that means, but it sounds awesome. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just too, too, too much. How much of Drew Estates did you own? Uh, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> good, good answer. answer. <laughs> good answer. Um, 
Do you hate anyone at Drew Estates? Do I hate anyone at Drew Estate? Hmm. Let me think about this. There's got to be somebody I hate. I hate but, a lot of people. But it wasn't about that. It wasn't, oh, no, 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 no. They're, they're, they're good guys. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's, no, there was none of that kind of motivation okay. in, in me wanting to go. Okay, as a former uh, supplier and hopefully a supplier again to you, do you have enough Liga Pavada? And if not, how can we get more? Uh, well, first off, I don't have enough. Really? No, no. That I, wasn't part of the... Uh... No, it is part of the thing. And, uh, okay. <laughs> and, actually, and actually, I was kind of stupid because they, they basically gave me like this, what seemed like an incredibly huge allotment. And I don't know why. I was just feeling kind of like, oh, that's crazy. That's too much. You know, because I know I'm trying to sell this damn cigar, and if I'm smoking them all, right. and I, I actually the that was the idea of it I, though, I know, at the beginning, and I actually cut it back. But I have to tell you, that's my biggest regret from the deal. I don't know why I cut that number down. I'm starting to wow. think in my head I was a moron. Yeah, but uh, no, no, I, I, I get, I get all the cigars I want to smoke. I'm good. All right, okay, that's good. If you didn't put that in there, Ed, shame <laughs> on you, right? Um, okay, how much was the check? Mm. First off, I didn't get a check. Okay, it wasn't a check. It was was a wire. Oh, it was wired in. (laughs) Yes, and uh, yeah, it's like I said, it wasn't big enough, and as far as they're concerned, it was too big. So right, it was a perfect deal. That's how you know you have the perfect deal. Yeah, both parties aren't happy. Both both parties weren't happy. (laughs) Beautiful. That is successful. Uh, Is there a company out there that you'd like to work for? Wow, you know that's all too fresh and new. I mean. I'll, see, I'll say one thing. There's a lot of companies that I see that I think, gosh, if I could go and work there and do this or do that, I could make them better than yeah. they are. Hmm. I don't know how much of that's ego-driven. I don't know how much of it is just the desire to tinker. I don't know, but I do see certain companies that I feel like, wow, I would really love to get in there and roll up my sleeves and do something with and then, on the opposite end of the coin, do I really even want to ever bother again? Yeah, yeah. You know, do I want to go through that? You know, because... How many years did you do? <sighs> well, I did eight years uh, with, uh, with my friends at Drew, and then I did four years with my friend Lou Rothman yeah. at JR. Sure. So, you know, 12, 12 years, the last 12 years, I've been pretty, uh, pretty engrossed in this. Yeah. And, then, and many years before that with the websites? And many all. years yeah. before that, yeah. I was blogging before they called it blogging. Right, I, I right. I had no idea what I was doing. My <laughs> wife, they're like, you're just wasting your time up there, you know. Get a girlfriend. Do Great. something. Oh, my house, goodness. You know. <laughs> so, great content anyway. Um, uh, do you have any plans? Well, going to be a tough question. I'm waiting. They're coming. Uh, uh, okay. Do you have any plans to come out with the Saka, the world's first 100 ring gauge cigar? Ah. And reminding you that we have FCC regulations. Yeah, well, the answer is simple. A, absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> because I can't think of a worse name for a cigar than Saka. Okay. I mean, who wants to put a Saka in their mouth? Nobody wants to do that. I don't want anyone doing that. Did so you, for did me, you, you walk around the trade show this year. There were some weird name cigars. I know, and every and I look at them, and a lot of them, I you know, this one of the things you know when I go to the trade show, it's amazing how quick you can pick the DOA brand. Yes, mm. I mean you're like, my God, these guys put work into this effort. They got their hope, their dreams, their their treasure invested in. You're going, this thing sucks. <laughs> this thing's got no chance whatsoever. Right. And, and, and you nobody... wasted your time. You should have just taken that money and put it on the roulette wheel, and you would have had a better shot. Yeah. And it always blows me away every single year. There's no less than probably a hundred different new items 
I just I instantly look at it and I go, wow, that's a turkey. Yeah. And uh, and this and this trade show was no different. And you know, it sounds you know everybody's like, oh, the name, the name, who cares? If the cigar's good, if this, but it's not true. The yeah. name is really important. Having a name that people feel comfortable with, they like to say, it rolls off the tongue well. It gives you, I mean, it evokes a certain. I mean, cigars are not just smoking. Cigars are an experience thing. And the, the whole experience is encapsulated not just by the cigar itself, but by the packaging, the name, uh, the story that goes with it. I mean, we're, we're in a business of romance. We're in a business of, you know, luxury. We're in, a, we're, we're in a business where you're really taking an hour and a half of somebody's life and they're giving it to you. And do they really want to, like, there's a, there's a cigar there every year, uh, what is it, Cheap Bastards, I think, yes, right? Yes, okay, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And... I was like, who really wants to smoke a cigar that's called that? Yeah. You know, I mean, they've been around a long time, so obviously yeah. someone buys them. I guess. And they're, they're uh, paying for the booth every year. They're paying I'm, for I'm the booth every year. But I look and I go, maybe it's a tax shelter. Maybe it's meren to be a I don't know. For all I know, they're selling eight billion dollars a year. So you you would make a great consultant for someone who wants to get into uh, a tax no, shelter. No, no, you no, could no. come up yeah, with all these terrible names oh, yeah, great. that will never work. It's easier to say what somebody's doing wrong. You well, look at it and say, Oh my god, that's terrible. But well, so what is a good thing to do? I don't know. I can say that. <laughs> yeah. It's always easier to be a critic than yes. a creator. Right. Mm. Being a creator is a much, much harder task. And particularly in our industry where you have a lot of very ingenious, smart people. We really do. And it is hard to come up with something that stands out. Yeah. And even if you do everything right, great cigar, great price, great name, great package, great distribution, great marketing, all of it, it still can ultimately fail. You know, it's very odd sometimes to see what catches and what doesn't catch. And sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to yeah. it. You know, it, it, it's certainly not an exact science. And that's one of the things that I think ultimately in the end is always going to make our business a small individual family owned type company because once the bigger guys get in it's the big tobacco guys and they have they bought a lot of these companies up they look at it on a balance sheet and they're trying to figure it out from how does this work on my P&L and what's going to give us the maximum profit and it's just you can't approach it from that angle because ultimately you will never get anything that is successful. What you end up doing is you end up making something that's, um, I call it homogenized. You know, just everything, you got everybody's opinion, and in the end what you get is you get something that's just decent. But you never get anything exceptional. It's like, you know, like one of my rules of thumb when it comes to blending a cigar is you never ever want to blend a cigar that everybody's going to like. Because if you blend a cigar that everybody likes, you've ultimately made a cigar that nobody loves. Mm, okay. What you want is you really would rather have something that's more niche more polarizing. Something that, hey, one out of 100 guys is going to really love it. The other 99, they're not going to love it. It ain't for them. But that one guy, he's going to go, wow, that's my cigar. I really love the taste profile. I really like yeah. what that's about. That's something I can see myself buying. Because, you know, ultimately as consumers, we all vote with our wallets. Yeah. And, you know, so having something that's unique is much better than having something that a lot of people like. And, I mean, you see the case in point with our brands at, at Drew Estate. I mean, look at Acid. I mean, acid is a perfect example of that. Love That's it or you hate it. You love it or you hate yeah. it. But the people that love it, love it. Yeah. And they buy it. 
Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be the same thing with the cigar I'm smoking now from Christian. I mean, it's a, it's a bit strong. It's yeah. a bit rough. It's kind of reminding me of the old diplomas in yeah, a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, that's going to be a cigar that a lot of guys go, wow, that's just, you know, that's too much for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just doesn't sit with me. In fact, I'm surprised to see you still smoking. Yeah. Well, it's, it's smooth, but it's heavy. It is heavy. You know, and, but it's better to have this type of cigar than something that's in the middle. Because in the middle gets you nowhere. Right. There's too many people in the middle. Okay, you want some tough questions? Here they yeah. come. What is the square root of pie? Okay. <laughs> Are we talking about blueberry or cherry pie? Well, the next question is, what is your favorite pie? Ah, my favorite. Well, can't answer that on the radio either, can we? Oh, okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Donut or Danish? Mm, Donut. Donut. Okay. Yeah, I'm from New England. Yeah. Danish? <laughs> it's too fancy for me. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what are some of the names of the brand sizes that you never let come out? Mm. You mean you mean the Liga Pravada that's never been released? Anything well, like, for example, said, forget it. Papa's know. Fritas you <laughs> went with. <laughs> yeah. There had to have been something that you Worse didn't than go that. with. <laughs> Here's the problem. I don't know what they may or may not do in the future. Ah. So if mm. I say a name, then, you know, I, I may be ruining something, and that wouldn't be the right thing to do. I, I can tell you a name that they came up with once prior to me that they discounted that I always gives me a little bit of a, a, a chuckle. It was called, uh, it was called Sisters, Little Sister Sweet Nectar, I think was the name of it. Yeah, and that one, that one ended up dying on the cutting room floor. Here we go. That was yeah. probably a good move. <laughs> That was probably a good move. Yeah. I mean, but again, isn't it weird? Think about it. I mean, the names of cigars, you know, it used to be so staid. It used to be, you know, number one, number two, number four. And you know where those names come from, right, Mr. Jonathan? I don't. The way those names came to be was back in the day, factories didn't sell their own brands. They would basically go and make a portfolio of cigars, and they'd put together a sampler or a catalog, and then they would go to individual retailers and sell them. Okay, and then that individual retailer would get basically a vanity band. Mm. Okay, so that's why, you know, at the turn of the century, there was something like 185,000 cigar brands in the United States when we went into the Like pipe tobacco, we, right, still we to this day. the 1900s. But they were essentially made by X number of cigar companies, and what would end up happening is in these catalogs, these cigars would be just labeled number one, number two, number three. So number two was the Pyramidi. You know, and number four was very typically a Robusto-style size, or in some catalogs, a Corona, depended. But those two were very, those numbers shared. So those first seven to nine numbers are very common number names. And as an industry, we always, you know, Toro, Churchill, yeah, Double Corona. And then, you know, everybody trying to stand out started coming up with more and more unique names. And, uh, and now, I mean, it's hard to come up with a name that somebody hasn't used. I mean, you're always, you know, you want to do something that's original, but, but at the same time, and memorable, but at the same time, it's hard because, I mean, it's hard to come up with names. And now, I mean, you see cigars with just incredibly, just stupid, stupid names, some of them. And, you know, we made a lot of them. And, uh, but yet they capture the imagination and they stick out in the minds of the consumer. They can remember it. I mean, how many times you had a guy come here and say, yeah, it was about that big, and it was brown, and it had a blue band on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and there was some gold there, too. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, great, pal. Yeah, you yeah. You know, look around this place, <laughs> you know. Take a walk around and reconsider your description. <laughs> uh, biggest risk you ever took uh, in cigars? Wow. Biggest risk? I, I probably have been joining Drew Estate. Just joining in yeah, the first I mean, place. Look, it, it seemed like the oddest thing because there was no Liga Pavada. There was yeah, I mean, there was yeah, I mean, and you're coming from big company like J.R. Cigar, and you know, going to a very small company at the time, Drew Estate, a company that was known 
for primarily making infused brands and uh, considered young, crazy crew. I mean, I was the old man at the shop when I got there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that was, uh, that was but, you know, I didn't think of it as risky because uh, I knew that, uh, you know, the thing that attracted me to going to Drew Estate, which a lot of people didn't really understand, was whether you like or you don't like their brands, which I personally at the time, not my type of smoking, Yeah. they were doing it themselves. It was authentic. They actually had a factory in Nicaragua. They were actually buying leaf. They actually were training their own workers. They were really genuinely making cigars. They weren't just getting a cigar made for them and then pretending they made it and slapping a name on it and pretending to be something that they weren't. They were, they were genuinely doing it. And I, I found that authenticity to be very, very appealing. And so for me, that, you know, that was the thing that, uh, and, I, and even to this day, I think it's one of the cornerstones of what makes the company the company. And I think consumers in the long run, you know, you can separate the wheat from the chaff and you can identify what's real and what isn't real, you know, yeah. over time. And they're, be, they're being copied, not their taste profiles or anything, but their look and feel. Yeah, and you know, but... You can copy, but ultimately you're always late to the party. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you're when you're the guy that's three rungs down doing something that somebody already did and is doing well, yeah, you're going to pick up some crumbs on the sides, but ultimately you're never going to truly be successful. It's always going to be the people that stick their neck out, take a chance, do something unique. And look, you're going to fail. Failure is just part of the gig. But in order to be ultimately successful, you, you have to do something that feels true to yourself. Okay, and uh, do I hear music in the background? Okay, you got one minute uh, to tell us uh, the future. The future? What's the future hold for Steve Saka? Wow, i got to win the lotto. That's my future. <laughs> That's my retirement planning. So you're coming back because you have to. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. It's way too early to tell. I mean, i got a lot of, I got a lot of just time. I want to goof off. I want to fish. I want to get back into hunting. I need to shoot some things, you know. <laughs> I just so do I. You know, I, it's just it's just so premature to talk about what I may or may not do. I do know this. I'm 47, and a friend of mine pointed out the other day that this is the fourth time I've retired. Ah, yeah. So uh, I do have a track record. But you know what? Maybe it'll change. Maybe what did you say about insanity being the thing you do over and over again? Well, maybe yeah. this is time to say, hey, let's not do it again. Really? Wow. I don't believe it. I say Steve Saka's coming back and coming back strong, but not with a 100-ring gauge cigar named Saka. I can tell you no, that. No, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, and now that, that you're out and you're able to uh, smoke whatever you want, uh, what's your go-to cigar going to be? I don't know yet. You know, one of the things I'm going to do today, actually, is I'm going to go around and cherry-pick and try a lot of things I've been, you know, not, you know, because part of the thing is you're so busy smoking your own cigars because you're working on blends yeah, all the time. Too. You actually don't have enough time to smoke a lot of other people's products. So Beautiful. I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you uh, for coming on. I really appreciate you, to, you know, uh, doing this. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, when we come back, we're going to look in the mailbox. Uh, we're going to uh, check the asylum out, get debonair with Chuck Morrison. Check out the social media and tell you where we're going to be next week and weeks coming up. So everybody stick around for that. You're more than welcome to stick around. If you want to stick around. I'd love to if you don't mind. Beautiful. Please yeah. do. So Comfortable uh, chair. That's it. Comfortable chair. Free so, cigars. Here we I go. need them. There we go. <laughs> All right. We'll try something new uh, when we come back to. So stick around, everybody, live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Melody from Tiant Cigar Group, El Tiante Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. She's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move.
In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head to head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox. ESPN New Hampshire, 1250 WGAM Manchester, 900 WGHM Nashua. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This, this is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks. Cash and checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to big groups, so make him feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. You guys smoke sharp. In Nashville, New Hampshire, Steve Sock is with us. He's going to hang around, and we're going to take a look in the asylum, debonair, and we got lots of things going on, but uh, we have him here, so why not? I know uh, a lot of people are on the chat box in there asking some questions, so we'll get to some of those questions uh, to sprinkle in and get more information from Steve, uh, former president of Drew Estates. And uh, I'm going to have to put down the Aroa cigar right now, but first off is Mr. Jonathan. That's right. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world, that is always broadcast on location this week in Nashua, New Hampshire, and we are the only radio show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand, you light up along with us. You can catch us syndicated on any one of the seven radio stations currently picking us up on the United Cigar Retailers radio network, or you can always tune in right at thecigarauthority.com, where you can watch us live, or you can catch the podcast on demand. Wait, 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 wait. People can see us? Yes. Oh, they can see us. The yeah. camera right there. We're on TV. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, you should have worn pants. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think we got it from the from the uh, waist up. radio. <laughs> it, it's we got it going on. We got it going on. You can also find us on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And uh, let's not forget about our good friends at The Cigar Station. And that's www.thecigarstation.com. Replaying our show twice on Sundays from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. Take one, pass it down. Ah. This is uh, a little cigar, a uh, 
cigar man, a cigar uh, retailer, and, and we, we ask retailers all the time or at trade shows and stuff, and what's hot and what's going for you that maybe we don't, uh, we didn't, never got on board with. Right. Um, and this is one brand that um, a retailer uh, out of Maryland uh, at the Humidor, uh, Feeney and Chris Helmuth, told me about. Good people. And said they do a very good job with uh, this brand name. I didn't know this particular size or... Um, if it's the box press one or what it was, I'm not sure. But they said they do well with this brand that's been around for a while. It was well, it was known uh, at one time as King David Cigar, and then uh, later on changed its name to Cuban Stock. And um, it's a company out of Pennsylvania, I believe. And uh, they've been around for maybe a dozen years or so. Uh, we tried to get some information on uh, this Cuban stock, and we're trying it for the first time. And uh, probably put an order in after the show, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Cuban stock, uh, this is the Royal Selection, master blend of uh, Dominican tobaccos, Cuban seed, aged in oak barrels for six years, uh, Ecuadorian wrapper, and uh, they say coffee and nutty flavors, box press, uh, smooth, medium bodied, and uh, it is a four and a half by 48 box press. It's like the, uh, those that are listening on the radio can't see, it's like the short story box pressed. Much smaller short story, though. It's thinner. It's more diminutive. Yeah, yeah. Diminutive. So. That's yeah. the word I was going to go for. He's uh, very, very good with the uh, the larger words there. Okay. Hey, what are they saying the wrapper is on this? Are they telling you? Yep. They are saying it is a, I said it, uh, Ecuadorian wrapper hmm. is what they're saying. He says, hmm, hmm. as like uh, I'm going to use my uh, Perdomo cutter because uh, it's time to cut our cigar using the official cutter brought to you by Perdomo Cigars, the brand that while other brands were raising prices, Perdomo actually cut out the federal S-chip and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, quality, tradition, and excellence. And he needs you to buy them because he now lives in a trailer as a result of that. Yes. <laughs> All these guys are hurting for money, but yeah. you know what? They're supporting our show. And one thing that never happened, as president of Drew Estates, yeah. Drew Estates never supported the Cigar Authority radio show. I don't know what, what the problem was. Because we like to keep our money. That's it. Okay. That's how you become the third largest company. Really? Not by, by giving. By, yeah, by not, by not it, sharing but it. But it's investing. It's investing into ah. it. Uh, now, right. now you write, you light this cigar right at the, uh, and Jonathan has the only lighter at the, here, but um, <laughs> this is the Lotus lighter that we're using, the uh, triple, it's called, seventy nine ninety five for the um, big, giant, triple jet It looks lighter. exactly like a Star Trek communicator. Want to hand that on? <laughs> really? It, don't you think? I'm not a Trekkie guy, but oh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah? Yeah, I, this, I think so. This is the Trekkie So if you want to talk in it while, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got you. That's right. That'd That's be right. bad. But I got a little shaving type thing, <laughs> electric shaver. Yeah, uh, it works well. I cut the little tip off it. Yeah, to open it up. Yeah. yeah it's, because it's not uncommon. All right. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, there is a way to, to solve that problem, um, but it's very tedious. What you can do is when you make a uh, when you make a perfecto with a very tight closed foot like that, yeah. what you can actually do is you can take a dental tool, okay, and you can actually perforate the end of it to create some initial air channels. Hmm. So that way inside or outside of inside. It? So what you yeah. end up doing, all right? So like for example, like it's one of the techniques that we employed on the on the flying pigs, because the flying pigs are a very wide ring gauge yeah, and yeah, they yeah. come down to a very very sharp you know, small taper hole, and so that you can get that initial light that gives you that big open draw before you get beyond the, sh before you get over the shoulder of, this, of, the, of the molded shape, you can actually perforate that, but it just, 
A lot of women, a lot of long time. That cigar always drew well, and I've I've always wondered why. Right, right from the beginning. Because before, when you would first light, it would be like any other large Perfecto. It would be a little bit of a tough draw in the beginning. But by doing that extra step, you can actually resolve that problem. Or you could do what Dave just did, and that is just clip the bottom. Yeah, I feel like I'm throwing some of it away. Oh, come on. That's so cheap. Yeah. (laughs) Good God. But, you know, they, they put it on there, so everybody's going through that process. But I, I tend to always, I cut one end, then I go right to the other end and, and clip that end. And that's for the short story and all those ones that end up, any of the Hemingway series, I clip that end. Uh, oh, you must have gone, what, wasted a million dollars in your life mm, at this point, right? At least. Yeah. <laughs> at least. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know uh, much about this, but they've been around since 1995. Uh, and this is how overnight sensations happen in this industry. Well, takes know, they, 10 years. That's what I was going to say. That yeah. is always the thing. Yeah. They always say overnight sensations, runaway hits, normally the average break is about 9 to 11 years is about the tipping point where you become an overnight success. Wow. You know, like, for example, you know those pop chips you see in the stores now? Those yes. They're everywhere. Those yeah, pop yeah, chips, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things have been around for a decade. No kidding. But really, it's only been the last year that you now see them everywhere. And that's just the way it works. So, so it's, it's somebody hanging on for a long period of time. And grinding it out. Yeah. You know, it takes, you know, it's one of the things that I always think about so much in our business. We've gotten away from brand building. A lot of companies, they just are constantly churning and burning. Every yes. year I'm going to have eight bazillion new brands, yeah. and hopefully one of them is going to stick. And next year, don't worry about it because I'm going to come out with eight bazillion more new brands. And they have a shelf life of a year, a year and a half, a lot of these brands. And I just don't think it's enough time. I think that it takes three, four, five years before consumers can really begin to find it, decide they like it, decide, you know, it, it takes time. And, I mean, and you know, you were talking about Liga Pravada being the hottest brand mm. in the country. First two years, uh, that brand wasn't going anywhere. I mean, yeah, did it sell? It sold. But the truth is, I mean, we had stores tell us they didn't want it. Wow. You know, and now, you know, you got a, wow. a laundry list of 700 stores that we can't even send it to. Yeah. So, I mean... And it takes time to enter the con. And you got the same thing with television. I mean, honestly, is six episodes enough to tell whether a TV show is good or bad? I think look, how many great look at shows. Seinfeld. Seinfeld was ready to go off. Mash. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's the a office, huge family office, guy. Family guy. Yeah. I mean, if this is your investment, such a short period of time. Yeah. It really has almost no. Seinfeld was ready to go off. Mash. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's the a huge family office, guy. Family guy. Yeah. I mean, if this is your investment, such a short period of time. Yeah. It really has almost no chance for success. It really doesn't. Yeah, that's interesting. And I bet, and there has been great tasting cigars. You you mentioned earlier that you know the packaging looked right, everything looked right about it. It was the guy. Next thing you know, one that was pretty good and starting to catch on goes away. It's a closeout uh, online somewhere, and that's the end of it. Right. Um, or there's somebody that hangs on for years and years, and then all of a sudden they poke out at a Look at Alec Bradley, for instance. It took a lot of years before Alec Bradley all, started all catching All of on. these guys. I mean, yeah. think about how much work, you know, a guy like Nick put in. Or mm. Think about how much time, you know. I mean, look, you were talking about, you know, Chris reviving Camacho. Camacho yeah. was a brand for, yeah. for decades and had been dying on the vine. Yeah. And, you know, it, it takes a tremendous amount of effort. And anybody that thinks this is a get-rich-quick kind of business, they're no, just, no. they're completely, they're just, yeah. they're insane. Yeah, you're not. Gonna, you're going to put your whole life into it, and yeah. uh, and you still may fail. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to have the ability to think outside the box, but not too far outside the box, because it has to be feasible in the, in the industry, right? As um, far as being able to, let's say, in the case of Christian reviving Camacho, it took breathing new life into the brand, but he couldn't go so far over the edge 
that it wouldn't be believable for a consumer that this would be a I good, viable what, what, brand. What is that level of believability? I mean, I'm, I'm sometimes stunned by what consumers will buy. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm shocked sometimes the, the, the stories that they swallow and they parrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so much of it is so trumped up. And uh, so for me, I, I find that I, I don't know what the limits are. <laughs> consumers. Hmm. I sometimes wonder what they will and will not actually buy into. Oh, I've, I've ultimately... vintage 1990 for, for 10 years straight, you know, and we're still using 1990 tobacco. Yeah, but does he actually claim that he uses 1990 I, tobacco? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think he ever made that claim. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't think he had. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I always thought of it more as just it's the name to, a, again, evoke an experience or an image is what I that's what okay. I've always assumed. Maybe. Okay, then. Uh, all right. Well, he, isn't, he isn't using tobacco from 1990. No. We all know that. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, let's, let's just state that as a fact. Wait. Yeah. Wait. He's <laughs> not? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It is. It is. Oh my my phone's ringing right now. Hold on a sec. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rocky. How could you say yeah. that? <laughs> we can get ourselves uh, yeah. in trouble here. Uh, speaking of getting ourselves in trouble, uh, why not... Uh, proceed into this old fod freddy thing that uh we, we walked the line with this guy uh you know freddy you know him old fod freddy that works here oh sure he's yeah. off today he's on vacation he's but listening we... to the show right now in the car coming back from vacation you really right. believe that he's te- he texted me oh yeah. wow so the show's good how yeah. you doing freddy hi. Hey. Hey. hi to steve for me yeah missing you man why do you call me old fart though he's younger than you oh, oh he is you'll find out he looks better than you he does. Yeah, okay. That doesn't say much, though. Don't give him too many pats on the back for that because, uh, you know, not the biggest hurdle to uh, making his life. How is old is he? He's not that old. He's is he? in his 60s. No. Oh, yes, he oh is. yeah. He looks really good. Wow. But he, oh, but he is old and thinks old, and here is old Fat Freddy. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, fireworks of any kind are very hard to come by because they have been outlawed almost everywhere. In my day, you could buy a kit at your local store to build your own exploding red rocket. Nowadays, the kids all want to jump on their little rice rocket motorcycles and rip wheelies up and down the road. In my day, we would buy new Italian motorcycles and chop them out. There is no greater joy than a hot chick saying yes to riding bitch on your hog. Nowadays, people dream about one day taking a vacation on the moon. In my day, I would say to the Mrs. Dear, I hope the vacation in Uranus because it's way cooler than the moon. We were red rocket shooting hot this hog okay. riders that dreamed of Uranus. Sometimes <laughs> aging. You guys gave me a lecture, but this is okay. Better. Wait Just for like it. Aging room cigars, <laughs> made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from boutique blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. Surely there must be something of great enough value in Uranus for us to take the voyage together. Old Fat Freddy. <laughs> and you wonder why we never advertise with you. There we go. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that was part of the reason. Uh, uh-huh. Old Fat Freddy could have been yours. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Old Fat Freddy will be at uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop's 25th anniversary, which is September 25th, Wednesday night. Mm. Come as my guest anyway. You've got to buy a ticket. You don't have to buy a ticket. I want to buy a ticket. All right. Uh, but... The people from Drew Estates are in. Of course they are. So I wonder we, who... We, we, we supported that every yes, year. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder who um, will be... Um, well, I hope for Dave Lafferty's sake it's him. Yeah? Yeah, because he moved down to Miami. 
uh, got promoted and uh, had to leave New England, and uh, I'm sure he'll want to make the trip up. All right. So, Dave Lafferty, if you're listening, is uh, he the... Uh the new president? No, no, no. Mike Salucci is the new president. Okay. Actually, actually, Mike was named president last year. I, they, they demoted me to CEO last year. Uh, Would that be a demotion? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You tell me. Chief executive officer? I think that'd be a promotion, right? Yeah, eh, sure. But either, either way, he walked out. <laughs> they can give him all the promotions they want, but those are yeah. titles, right? Yeah. Mr. Jonathan passes those titles out like now. Oh, yeah. And you like gave candy. It's and a you new business up. card is what it really It didn't really change my job in any way whatsoever. Yeah, no, no. So I, I didn't get to know uh, Mike very well, but I probably will be now. Probably so, good guy. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, and he was living in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he's a he's a pe- he's a Philly boy. Okay, and uh, he's a real down to earth guy, knock around guy. You know, he's he, he, he he's a good he's a good man. He's gonna he, you should get to know him. All right, I, I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Um, okay, this is time for the social media segment, okay? Social media segment uh, is brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. Okay, Recluse Cigars goes through eight fermentation cycles for a course of two full years to guarantee its balance and flavor. Try a recluse cigar today. This is when I look inside at tweets and look at the best tweets of the week. And here they are. Most guys think they know everything about women usually lack one thing. A woman. (laughs) It's not me. It's not you. It's me. Twins going through a photo album. (laughs) Nice. They say milk is good for your teeth. You know what else is good for your teeth? Minding your own damn business. And the number one tweet of the week. Making my voice message say, just hang up and text me. (laughs) Nice. And that is the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled in two bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Recluse Cigars. And that is that. That's you know what we didn't do the first hour, guys? No, what? And uh, thank God for our chat box here. Mr. Jonathan's Flavor of the Week. Ah, ah that's true, yes. While well, Steve was bloviating on about his cigar bloviating. knowledge. Bloviating. Wow. Bloviating. I had to throw a $64 word in because he's had uh, eight of them so he far. I saw that from O'Reilly, so, though. Come I, on. Yeah. Guys, come I on did. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, on the Aroa. The Aroa had all of the flavor of cinnamon without any of the bite so there was no sting on the tongue but it filled my palate with the essence of cinnamon wow nice you see the unicorns prancing and all that yes. yeah wow <laughs> did you ever see that ad for uh illusion yeah oh my god but you know what here it is and you're talking <laughs> about that ad is. so that, that's a damn good ad i mean any, any ad that catches your attention is a good ad. We had one guy stop smoking him because of the ad. Really? Yeah, a real man's man. And, um, what a bad he, big of a man's man. I mean, well, he says... A couple of the, unicorns are going to scare you off. Come unicorn, on. the rainbow, there was a few different things happening there, and he said, uh, you know what? I don't know where he's going with this, but uh, I'm going to try something different. <laughs> I'm not going with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, he's missing out on some good cigars. Dion puts out some nice stuff. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um... What do we got? We got um, uh, events and promotions and things coming up. Next week, we are going to the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival in Boulder, Colorado. And uh, we're going to head out um, during the week, right? 
Friday, I think, right? We're going to head out Friday, and we're going to actually tape the show because of uh, we were all set to do the show live, but it turns out that the time is different there, and when the show opens, it will actually You didn't just learn that, did you? We just learned it. (laughs) So I have some static here. I don't know if there's something going on, but anyway, uh, Boulder, Colorado uh, will be there. We we, we had been for the past uh, couple years, and uh, we'll be back. This year, they expect 1,500 consumers uh, for premium cigars and their products. All the top manufacturers will be there, along with great cigars and things happening. Uh, and I'm just going to keep... There we go. That sounds much better. Yeah, just, uh, just hold that wire like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and lift one... And <laughs> it's one. like with the old rabbit ears. Yeah. Stop! Stop! There! Right there! There we go. <laughs> Uh, I see some VIP guests, which we'll uh, hopefully have on the show, uh, which will be uh, Jonathan Drew ah. is going to be there. Rocky Always Mattel. entertaining. Uh, yeah, I guess he goes every year. Pete Johnson will be there. Matt Booth, George Rico, Nick Perdomo will be there. Christian Aroa, uh, uh, Tom Lazuka, which is the, the guy asylum. behind the Asylum brand. Uh, Tony Gomez, Lito Gomez's son. This is a giant of a man. Yeah, I think he's good, close to good. Sleep. I say kid, but really good oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good guy. And he's really digging it. He said, you know, yeah. I talked to him and he says, I'm loving it. He's been living there in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And uh, you're going to see a lot of things happen in the Florida Dominicana. Not that it was stagnant for some years, but um, uh, they maintain the growth to actually not grow and stay where it is. And now I think you're going to see them really explode. <laughs> and, and you're talking about 25 years in the making yeah. for, for that brand. Really like his factory down there. It's a really beautiful. Nice, oh, nice yeah. Have you been there recently? They've um, added on to it. They did a lot. I, I, yeah. I, I went to Pro Cigar Festival and they had, uh, you know, done the landscaping and uh, the, the this new... This is what you look at, the landscaping. Just, you, you can see the woman's touch that, that happens in there. The I mean, woman's touch, the landscaping. Uh, you the, love the unicorn ad. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the unicorn. I still smoke a Legion. Um, and uh, so a whole bunch of people are going to be there. We'll, we'll get them uh, all on the show, and um, uh, they do a great job at that at that Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, Boulder, Colorado, the first place that outlawed indoor smoking in the United States. And uh, they do something where they get 1,500 people to go there and smoke cigars. So why not? God the, bless them. Yeah, why not the worst place and end up making it the best place for it? So uh, that'll be. Uh, I said next week. That's the week after. Yeah, next week. Next week is the Madonna della Cava feast in the North End. So uh, this goes back a long time for me. One of my first jobs, I used to sell balloons at the feast in the North End. Eight years old. Wow. And uh, I remember the guy used to draw a little chalk mark and say, stand here. And he put a handful of balloons in, in an apron for the money, 50 cents for a balloon, stand there. And, and as my balloons would get low, he'd come over and deliver me more balloons. And I would stand there for three days during a feast. <laughs> so this time I'm going to get to sit down and actually do the feast uh, live from there. But that is uh, this Saturday, uh, next Saturday coming up, which is August 11th. We'll be there in the streets of the North End. This is the Italian section of Boston. And uh, you know who's going to be there is Tavares, the band Tavares. Do you know him? No. You've got to be kidding me. Never heard of him. Why don't you sing us a tune? You don't know who Tavares is? No. You're a disc jockey. You say that every single time I don't know some random obscure band. This is not obscure. This is uh, Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel, More Than a Woman, Check It Out. More Than a Woman, I thought it was the Bee Gees. No, yeah. they wrote it. They wrote it for Tavares, and they, and they were all over oh. the Saturday Night Fever album and they're huge I haven't mega played, stars i haven't played anything from the saturday night fever in about a decade so 
and I haven't ever. So no, but geez, there were there were a, uh, a band out of New Bedford, Massachusetts. You said the Bee Gees were going to be there. I'd say okay, yeah, that's that awesome. Was, and I would have to go because they're dead. So what are you saying? You're saying it's the Italian version of the Bee Gees? I'm trying to understand what they are. No, they're a they're a black. R&B soul band, but they're going to ah. be there with us next week. Okay, which is big to me, but means nothing to you at all a, as a professional disc jockey who didn't disc jockey in the 80s. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or the 70s. How about you play Frank Sinatra? Wait, 1978, I think, is when uh, that that movie came out. That movie. That's Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night yeah. Fever. Thank that, you. That movie. The year I was born. So if I'm not completely up on the soundtracks of the year I was born, I think I should be cut a little slack. Sinatra is timeless. Disco. Is dead. Wow. Oh, that wow. Is Those are fighting oh words. God. <laughs> that is. I'm going to go to battle with you. Disco is dead. Yeah. No, it is historic. <laughs> yeah. Disco was huge. So is Abe Lincoln. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, my God. He's just digging. So, do you know Madonna della Cava? Do you know what it is? The feast? I got so, nothing. So be a little prepared for what's, what's about to happen. I mean, we're going to, to a feast of a saint. And, uh, this I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I'm one quarter Jewish, and I was raised Southern Baptist. So, wow, that's uh, that's Mutt City. <laughs> it's Mutt City. Now, I'm not even gonna go <laughs> with you. I mean, I'm I'm going, but <laughs> this is a big deal. Nothing. It's a big deal for you and everyone else who thinks well, well, Disco's still alive. Both of you, Disco is still alive, and it's it's the it's a feast. Which is about eating on top of it. This is big for me. This is this, this is, is Christmas. Olympics, this yes. is this is the this is it. We are gonna eat like pigs. We are gonna have great music. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna be there, and we're like celebrities that are gonna be there. We're on the we're actually on the marquee. We're on the the um on the posters. Yeah. Nice. All right. Nothing. You don't sound like you're into it at all. This is big. I got nothing, Jerry. <laughs> and we're going to meet the people from our Boston station. We're going to be in their area, and those people are going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Sounds right. amazing. We're going to smoke some as hell. I can't wait You're to go. You're welcome to come. It's a feast. A feast. I, a can, feast. I can do some feast damage. That's right. So, anyway. So, I guess your diet's off for that week. It maybe. is. It is. I'm, I'm looking forward to it so much. The You're going to have to pre-game. In honor of the saint. You You're going to have to post-game. It's, it's your duty. I will do it. You'll be there at the game. It will be. Uh, I'm just uh, blown away. The Tavares, who are they? I don't know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought here. I don't know what's going on. Chuck didn't know who they were either. Well, I'm not a so. DJ. Right. You, you call yourself the... People come in, you see. I know you guys are having this masturbatory conversation, but I'm getting bored. So we move it all. He says he's a professional DJ. This is what he says. I am. Customers. I am. He's working in the cigar store. He's the buyer for one of the largest cigar retail, if not the largest retail well, cigar shop. Why would he have shop. to know Tavares? And, no, but the buyer of cigars. They, they, they say to him, uh, so you work here? And he goes, I'm a professional DJ. That's what he tells people while he's working in the store. I'm a professional DJ. He's keeping his options know. open. They're wide That's open. not how it goes at wide all. Wide open. But there's nothing wrong with it. Imagine Steve Soccer as our buyer. Oh, God. This could be really good. That would not be good. No? No. No. Why would it not be good? Not You'd be space. a space. Yeah. A buyer. Why would I do that? I don't know. Yeah. No interest in that Why that wouldn't at all? you? Buying can, we, can we move along? <laughs> He's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Well, we, with all the rainbows and the disco music. 
All right. Uh, we got something in the mailbox. Uh, if possible, this is from uh, Brian in California. If possible, I would like to hear you devote a small section, maybe a few minutes of your show, to discuss the pricing of cigars to the public. For example, uh, any review I've read in cigar lists have suggested retail price. However, I can never find any of those cigars anywhere near those price shown. So, uh, you know, let me know. Well, so he's in California, so he's paying 30% tax on top of... Whatever the suggested retail. Plus, he's just paying the California tax of just being in California. Everything mm-hmm. costs more. Right. The retail location, gasoline, doesn't matter. Everything costs more. So I'll just give you, for instance, how, how to take this and, and, and calculate it. And we'll take uh, a regular, uh, very popular brand of something. I'll just call it Brand X in the store. Cost us $100 a box of 20 to buy that cigar. So it costs us $5 to buy that box. The suggested retail price on that cigar is $7. Okay. Okay, so that's about a 30% margin, actually 28.57, call it 30% margin. In California, you have a tax like most do across the country, which the average across the country now is 30%. Um, so that would be um, $30 cost to the retail store on that box of cigars, actually even before they sell the box of cigars. So their cost now is $130. Um, that would be a dollar fifty per cigar uh, before its cost, and now the cost uh, at sold at 30% margin over profit is where right. we're going to go. So they're saying that the cigar is $7. The cost of the store now is $6.50. Now, if he was going to maintain his 30% profit on $6.50, it would be $9.25 in order to maintain that same 30% profit. So $7.00. The thing is, you can't even live on a 30% profit in California. That's not enough. Right. Mm. So actually, when you figure out what it costs being in California, but he's looking with at what employees cost and yeah. retail space and insurance, yeah. to live on a 30-point margin, you're going to starve. You can't, you can't but, do it. But it's the manufacturer saying that that cigar is a $7 yeah. suggestion retail price. That's what he's but, but that's yeah. the suggestion. But in reality, this guy's going to have to charge more right. in order to provide that service in his area. So... Absolutely. So he would have to charge nine and a quarter, which he'd be out of business. And you know what the solution to this is? Everyone should just move to New Hampshire. We don't want that. (laughs) We don't want that. You know what they call people like me that moved up from Massachusetts to New Hampshire? Are we allowed to say that word on the radio? I think we are. Okay. It's a mass hole. Okay. Good. That's what they call us. Uh, I am one of them. I came up here. The difference is you came up and then you, you voted... Correctly, when you came up, so you're going to try to answer text. You didn't bring your Massachusetts politics with you. I brought my politics with me, which were never Massachusetts politics, but yes, I did. And and that's the thing I always find amazing to me is that so many move across the border because they like how things are different here, but yet they still bring their mindset with them and they just slowly. And you see it in southern New Hampshire how it's kind of trended more that way. Yeah. It's it's very strange to me. In southern New Hampshire, is the people that came up from there and they came up here because the taxes were too much and they come up here and say geez i don't want to go to the dump i want them to pick up my trash for me no we have, we go to the dump up here and yeah. we have a well we don't have regular water and you know this is what we water have to tastes do. better yeah and i like going to the dump i enjoy it myself i do too honestly you don't have to worry about getting your cans out on wednesday night yeah. whether it's yeah. raining don't have to worry about them being in the middle of the street and picking up because the dog got into it my and wife is still separating the trash, though. I said, just put it together. And she says, no, no, I have to have the recycle thing. I they said, do have the recycle section at the dump. You get yourself into a little trouble with the dump police. Yeah. They catch well, you dumping we, cans. We, we, we recycle in Dunbarton, New Hampshire. Yeah? Yeah. So you have to separate the cans. 
the right thing to do. Yeah, wow. come on, you can do it. it you know, Not it, that big it costs deal. more energy to recycle than the energy that you're saving by recycling. I don't know whether that's true or not. That's what I've heard, and right. I'm going with it. But <laughs> ultimately, it's not that big a deal. And I know she's listening, and she's loving that you're taking her side. But we I have a dump it. Nazi at, at, uh, at our dump. <laughs> yeah. you, you throw the wrong thing in, you have to go into the hole and get it Come back on. out and go put it where it goes. See, where I live, they don't trust you to do it, so you just hand them all your recyclables, and they ah. sort it. Ah. So it's like everything that's recyclable, you just give them at the counter, and then they sort it out for you. Because you're not smart enough to figure out plastic, glass, and paper. Too hard. All of ours goes into the same spot. I guess they sort it someplace else. And the local government is smart enough, smarter than you. Wow. That's what they're going with, huh? Rudy's asking if we're talking about Canada or New Hampshire. Ah. Oh, nice. No kidding, huh? Uh, All right, let's go to break. When we come back, uh, we'll ask Steve some more questions, uh, things that are on the chat box and things people are uh, looking uh, to find out. We'll get Devin here with Chuck Morrison and take a peek into the asylum. Uh, So stick around, everybody. That and lots more when we return. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Eric Hansen from Hamlin Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw, and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like, only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Losers Anonymous Hotline, how can I help you? Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. 
just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid. But I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except... It's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-body taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? 
Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Rick Gadway from Federal Cigar, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Okay, we're back live. Chat box is a buzz. Oh, no. Because Steve Sock is here. And because you are wrong. <laughs> Disco will live That's forever. That's for Disco will live saying, forever. Rudy tweeted my quote. It's Sinatra is timeless. Because Disco is dead. Rudy looks like he doesn't like Disco. He's got the big beard. He lives up in Canada. This is an inner city Boston thing. Okay. With, with guys with hair on their chest and um, gold, chain. gold chains yeah. and no T-shirt. No yeah. T-shirt. No T-shirt. This is... <laughs> They was the greatest. work on their car in a wife beater. It was the greatest times. You knew the painters were because they had the same pants for 10 years. They're all covered in paint. Wow. <laughs> anyway, Steve Sock is here. Uh, he is the former president and an owner of Drew Estates. He retired, and uh, he doesn't know what to do with his time. Cause he's so he's wasting it here. Yeah, wasting it here. Yeah. And, uh, I'm here for the free cigars. You're here for free cigars. You brought your own cigars. What did you uh, think of this Cuban stock? You don't have to hold back. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't buy it. No? No. Mr. Jonathan? I dig it. Yeah, what do you got? I'd smoke it again. We don't even carry it, but uh, what do you think? Put me on the spot. I have to think about my flavor profile. So go to Chuck and when Chuck's okay, done. Okay, Chuck, uh, what do you think? Is it time to uh, get debonair? Yeah, we can go debonair. All right. So uh, while we are enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be a gentleman. And the problem we have here is Mr. Jonathan. He's not gentlemanly enough. So you could use a little gentlemanly oh, thing on there. We all can use it. Chuck is a gentleman. He's a professional. So uh, this is How to Be More Debonair, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Chuck. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Party time. You need a gentleman? And this is the Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never, ever be subtracted from one's life. True statement right there. Two frogs, named Will and Fern, fall into a deep pit together. After loads of failed attempts to get out of the deep pit, they cried to, for help to a crowd of animals who gathered together around the pit. They all agreed it was hopeless for the frogs, so they urged and asked them, out of fear, to stop and accept their fate. The harder the frogs jumped, the more the crowd yelled at them to give up. Finally, Will stopped trying, and Fern refused to quit, and with one mighty try, she leaped out of the seamless, endless pit. The crowd was amazed. Someone asked her why she kept trying when everyone else told her she had no chance. Fern was baffled. What are you saying, she asked. I'm a bit deaf. All I heard were the cheerings for me to get out of that pit, and it was your encouragement that allowed me to get out. 
The moral of the story, gentlemen, is encouragement. Not to let others' excuses or telling you that you cannot do something or that it cannot be done to influence your ultimate decisions. And just like this frog, our friend Fern here, who heard something completely different than our other friend, uh, Will, who gave up, she decided to persist through, through the encouragement or so she thought of her peers. A true gentleman, here's where we're going with the gentleman's way here. A true gentleman will always root for you and help you discover your core talents and beliefs and encourage you to persist without avail and to accomplish your desired goals. While the dream stealers, the naysayers, the ungentlemen will urge you to quit, to give up and not pursue your greatness. So just like our friend Fern, you too can be a true gentleman. The question is, are you debonair enough? Oh. Disco is dead? Well, Disco lives. I'm glad you like it, Dave. I, I'm not exactly sure that that's where Chuck is going with this. I think that's I where, think he's, where, he's, going. where, he's, going where he's going with this. You stop saying... I like that. I'm a this show is about cigars. Every dead time. Dead and a hole and unicorns <laughs> and <laughs> Disco. What the hell are you this, doing this with your is, two hours? This has nothing to do with cigars. It's, <laughs> it's guys sitting around a cigar store. And oh, my the, God. The, the, the stuff they talk about. Don't they talk I about have cigars? never talked about two frogs in a hole in my life. <laughs> Much less than a cigar store. Until today. Well, there's a first wait, time for everything. Wait till next week's Old Fart Freddy. Oh, God. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't which, wait. Which has something to do with frogs. Turtles, actually, but... Yeah. Turtles? No, that's Asylum. Oh, that's Asylum. Asylum has something to do with turtles. Oh, Asylum. Are you ready for Asylum? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you are. Okay, it's time to take a peek into the Asylum. Crazy news brought to you by the folks at that crazy cigar brand, Asylum. Have you seen it? Six uh, by 80? It's crazy. It's crazy. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80, that's right, that's Asylum. The TSA caught a man boarding a plane last month with his pet turtle disguised as a hamburger. Mr. Lee insisted there was nothing more than a hamburger inside what the TSA described as suspicious packaging. He was detained, searched, and fined $1,000 for the attempted smuggling of an invertebrate. That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming All right, to take Steve. me away, ho-ho. <laughs> you, you've traveled in a million different countries wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Turtles and invertebrates? I thought turtles don't have a spine? They do not have a spine. They have a shell. You know who doesn't have a it's spine? Exoskeleton, yeah. How yeah. about that? Yeah, okay. Mr. Jonathan doesn't have a spine. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's a cheap how, shot. How very debonair of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm very now, debonair indeed. Now, you, you've traveled to <laughs> Nicaragua many, many times, Honduras, yeah, Mexico. And, um, have you ever glued lettuce to a turtle? 
uh, tried to board a plane. Negative. Uh, but you're, you're asked all the time if have you been on a uh, farm, <clears throat> right? Ask all these, do you answer no? Well, since I'm on the air, obviously I always answer the question 100% truthfully. Okay. Uh, because I did answer it correctly once and said, yes, I was. I did it once because, oh, my God, what they put me through oh. was unbelievable. Because I was on a farm, and I said, yes, I was. It didn't have anything to do with the planet Uranus, did it? No, nothing oh, at all. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure how far they went with this. But, I mean, I got strip searched for the first time in my life. I mean, I had to take everything off. Oh, the shoes, everything had to come off. They had to go through everything. They went through everything in the bag. I don't know what they were looking for. A turtle? Who the hell knows what they were looking wow. for? Whatever. Dirt? They right. were putting all kinds of things on. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I didn't say anything. And um, never answered in the affirmative ever again. I don't blame you. What is the problem? I mean, now, obviously, they don't want this guy to bring a turtle in or something because then now it goes and changes our whole ecosystem or something's going to happen. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, but I think what they're concerned about is they're concerned about the transfer of, you know, a variety of agricultural diseases. Yeah. That, you know, that's on your boots, that's on your shoes, you were in that field, you bring that back to the United States. I mean, it can have a dramatic impact on crops. Whether, the sad part about it is the way they go about it is so ineffective, it doesn't matter. Because your experience yeah. means that people answer that question in the affirmative one time. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in the future, they just, no, nah, not me. Yeah. No, oh my God. Arm, no, 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 no. And you can't bring, you know, if, if you had a banana or something, now you can't. That's right, you can't it. bring any foreign produce. Yeah. They're very strict with produce. They're very strict with some meat products. There's certain things you can buy at an airport that are like prepackaged that are allowed. But for the most part, yeah, it's, it's always problematic to bring stuff back. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. So if you take peaches out of a can... You let the can dry completely, and you smell the can afterwards. That is the flavor that I'm getting from this cigar. It's a very far-off, distant peaches. They're saying that they uh, have uh, they aged this tobacco in oak barrels for six years. You know why they use the barrels? If if it was a oak barrel that once had liquor in it. It would, it would do it, yeah. but it's just saying oak barrels, no, period. No, it's not so much the, just the whole concept of barrel aging. Yeah. What it is is when you're a small manufacturer, because in order to do a bulk, uh, a pallone, you have to have a certain weight of tobacco in order for it to properly ferment. So you have the combination of the tobacco, the water, but you also have to have so much size in order to encapsulate it, and also so much in, inherent weight in the bulk. So certain tobaccos can ferment at like 3,000 pounds. Others you need to have at least five and some 7,000 pounds in order to get a fermentation cycle started. But what you can do is you can put very small quantities of tobacco in barrels. And in that encapsulated environment, mm. in the barrel, and then by packing the barrel very tightly, you can create that sensation of weight that you would ah. having 3,000 pounds. All right. So it gives a way for a small manufacturer who would not have 3,000 or 5,000 or yeah. 7,000 pounds of a particular leaf. Because it isn't just a leaf variety, but you also have to have leaf that are all of equal thicknesses to build yeah. a pallone. Because you can't build pallones out of multiple different thicknesses of tobacco because it won't ferment properly. But it gives a mechanism for that small manufacturer to be able to ferment their own tobaccos. Ah, I learned something. No yeah. kidding. So that will mostly happen to smaller production. Yeah, and then you'll, you'll see some of the larger companies. Like I know Aurora for a while there, they were doing a barrel-aged product. I mean, it's something that you know we play around with sometimes at Drew Estate. We've been doing some experimentation with some barrels, and uh, so it's. It, but it is a way to 
do very small quantities of tobacco. Did you, uh, and I never went to Drew Estates, but did you uh, do anything to the Pallone, uh, the water that you used? Was there anything added no, to that at no, all? No, no, no. We only used water. Yeah, that's it. And we only used, uh, we had well water, too. That's always a big debate because in Esteli you have city water. But, and it depends on what manufacturer you talk to. Some will say the city water is better, but we always felt there was too much chlorine in it, mm. and we could actually smell the chlorine. So we ended up putting in a well so we could just use groundwater to ferment the tobacco. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how about, um, how do you, what is the ingredients in an acid cigar? Mm. Cat urine. <laughs> Nothing. Well, why would you even ask me that? You know I can't answer that question. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm asking for, so, there has to be some ingredient. Why you ask me my mother's favorite <laughs> sexual position is? So oh. I cannot answer that one, too. I mean... We no, said there were going to be some tough questions. You know, uh, Philip Morris doesn't say what, what, what a Marlboro cigarette is, but we know they're the biggest consumer of licorice in the world. Right. So but they also, all the, but all Marlboro also has to disclose all their ingredients, and you don't currently have to do that in the handmade store but, but But all the people that went to visit down there, if I went down there, I would see something that I would No, know. you wouldn't. Really? No, we keep that, the factory, the way it's segregated, you never actually see any part of the uh, the process that creates any of our infused cigars. Wow! Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's we we keep that very you know it's a closely held secret as it should be. Yeah, you know because you know there's plenty of cigar makers and everybody's trying to come up with something and nobody's ever come up with anything similar. You know there've been attempts at it, yeah. a variety of attempts, but nobody has ever actually managed to come up with something that's the same. And or, or even comparable, in my opinion. Sorry that I'm biased, but... But there's a handful of people that know the whole thing. I will tell you right now, I actually think in total, in the company, is probably less... I think there's only maybe five people that actually know the entire process from beginning to end. So in a company of 1,600 people, wow. only five people actually know how it's really done from beginning to end. And I don't even know if that's 100% true to say five. I can guarantee you three or four, but... You're one of them. I was one of them, yes. So you have it. Is there something there? You're not doing it because you're an honorable guy anyway, and you wouldn't do it anyway. Well, I but is, do it. is there something that says that you can't? Um, well, yeah, my, my honor. I wouldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, besides that. No, I mean, that, no, that's, that's enough. Okay. What, what more do you need than that? No, nothing. You know, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's something that they went through the effort and expense of developing and creating on their own, and it's, you know, it's their property, and, and and it's something that makes the company unique, and uh, and, and I honest, I you know I don't I don't think you can do it as well. It's it's kind of it's actually kind of odd, but making those infused cigars in some ways is actually more difficult than making traditional cigars. Hmm. It takes a long time to make the cigar. Your expectation of what it will taste like and what it does taste like after you actually go through all the processes and you make the cigar and you age it can be dramatically different. And even if you're using, let's say, all natural ingredients, it's amazing how sometimes things can taste synthetic, even though you used nothing synthetic. You know, so it's it's a it's a very time-intensive process, and I think that, and I think that's one of the reasons why all of the infused products from Drew is always done well, is because they put the time and effort necessary. They don't just take crappy tobacco and hit it with a flavoring agent and say, voila, here it is. Yeah, yeah, Here's yeah. a flavored cigar. Enjoy. Right. You know, and, but most of those cigars, they don't end up smoking like real cigars. They don't end up tasting like real cigars. I mean, when you look at any of Drew's flavored lines, like, you know, or either infused lines, I should say it properly, yeah. um, you may not like the taste, 
but ultimately, you are getting a really well-made, well-constructed. It is. It's a good, beautiful cigar. Good cigar. Yeah. You're getting a legit cigar that just happens to have a different taste, flavor sensation. You know, and you know, I've never been, you know, I've never been shy about saying I don't personally smoke them. It's not my personal cup of tea, but I can understand why a consumer would. You know. Yeah, I, I do see. It's a well-made cigar, and there isn't. Well, I mean, you like, uh, there isn't you like other. the tobacco, tobacco special. Right? Tobacco special. The only one I will, the only hmm. cigar that would have a different taste to it, other than just tobacco taste, that I I can tolerate. You know, and what's you know what's odd about this is this, even though what I'm telling you is proprietary to Drew, this concept of infusing tobaccos for handmade cigars is, is not new. I mean, I have a variety of historical references that. Refer to it in the in the late 1600s and early 1700s, where manufacturers were doing things. And even today, there's a lot of brands that are in the marketplace. So you ask me the question: Do you add anything to your bulks other than water? Yeah. Because it's very common sure. for, for manufacturers a little juniper, maybe a little rum, mm -hmm. maybe add a little sugar. A very common technique is to uh, steep the stems yeah. that you get from Desperio, the stems that you break out the center ribs from the wrappers, and you actually put it in a barrel, and you steep it with water, and you kind of make like a tea, a tobacco stem tea. Hmm. And then to actually add that to the Mojado process, and it helps to uh, almost increase the body and the nicotine level sure. and the flavor of those cigars. So, I mean... This, this is these are very time honored techniques. A lot of them. They're not this newfangled chemical no, kind right. of thing. Been going on for a long going time. Going on for a very yeah. very long time. But uh, everybody has their own unique take on it. But and when somebody would go down to Drew Estates to actually see the process, they they we never showed them any of that. None of that. None of it. No. You know, <clears throat> if I say something and somebody else says something, and in this world of the of the world being flat, mm. eventually somebody would piece it together. Sure. So, you know, I always say cat urine is a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it just kind of ends <laughs> That way when someone comes up with cat urine, you know where it came from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I heard it's it cat urine. Yeah. I heard it was cat urine. Yeah. What's, it, what's your take on exhausting smoke through your nose retrohaling? Um, you know, I retrohale only for the sake of when I initially get a cigar just to kind of see what the strength level is. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of people are just, to them, retrohaling is, if you don't retrohale, you're not really smoking a cigar. Sure. Um, for me, I would do it when we were testing tobaccos that are coming out of the bulks. I would use it to test leaf that we were purchasing. I would use it to test a cigar when I first get it. And you'll normally see when I light a new cigar, I'll do maybe two or three retrohales. Personally, I don't enjoy the experience that much. I just find it's just too sticky. Too much. I, my, struggle, I struggle with it myself. Right. Um, but, I, but I do retrohale for the sake of I need to do it for work-related reasons. But as a common practice, me personally, I don't personally retrohale. And 99% uh, of consumers don't do it, and that's what I tell the manufacturers. Mm -hmm. They say, you have to do this. And I said, uh, me as a cigar buyer for the public, I'm trying to smoke a cigar the way they do. Whether right. it be right or wrong, this is what they do, so this is what I yeah, want to taste. It's funny you say that, because like, with our workers in the factory, we, let, we, we make them cut the cigar the way a consumer would cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, give, them, we give them torch lighters to use because that's the way the consumers today light their cigars, you know. So we try to get them to smoke in the way that we expect the customers who are going to buy the product smoke the cigars so they're, you know, sharing the same sure. experience. And I agree. Retrohaling is, it's, it's uber cigar geek territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Absolutely. And so uh, let, me, let me ask you one thing. Uh, for another job position maybe, uh, sidekick on a radio show? 
No. No? Yes. <laughs> He's much better at it. Okay. Why are you always trying to get rid of me? Thank you, Steve Soccer. I don't know what to call you anymore. Mr. Mr. President. President Cigar Citizen. There we go. Cigar Citizen. Thank you for joining us and staying on the whole show for us. I appreciate it. Next week, Madonna Della Cava in the north end of Boston. That's where we'll be. We're going to put the feedback on, and we're going to have a good time with Tavares. It's going to go disco old school. Uh, so uh, Mr. Jonathan's going to have a good time. He's a dancer. He's a professional dancer also. So he's going to get out there and do some line dancing for the folks. And, I don't uh, know about that. Come on, come on. So uh, anyway, please join us if you get a chance uh, into downtown Boston, Madonna Della Cava in the North End. That's where we'll be. So for Chuck Morrison, for Mr. Jonathan, Steve Soccer, and all our uh, fans out there listening, uh, thanks for joining in this week. And uh, we'll see you next week live from Madonna Della Cava in the North End. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're sitting next to cigar-smoking citizen Steve Saka, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.